Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. On today's episode, you will hear Madeline Sklar, a Twitter expert and early pioneer in the digital space. I'm a big fan of Madeline as she is helping people leverage social media to deliver great customer experiences in authentic ways. People don't realize the importance of social media for listening to customers and understanding their needs and expectations. And it's also a great vehicle to gain competitive insights in simple ways. You're going to get several game-changing tips on this episode, and I'm excited for you to learn and apply best practices wherever you work. I have one request. If you like my show, please leave a review and subscribe to my podcast. It means a lot. Now let's get started. Welcome, Madeline Sklar. I am so excited to introduce my audience to Madeline Sklar. I feel like, Madeline, you don't even need an introduction, but let's do the formalities and say welcome to Doing CX Right and share with the audience a little bit of who you are. What do you do? Well, thank you so much for having me, Stacey. I really appreciate you bringing me on your show. I do a lot of things. I've been doing digital marketing for the last 25 years, if you can believe that. I started back when the internet was really new, and I just progressed so much learning things and turning around and sharing it. So these days, I'm known for being a Twitter marketing expert. I absolutely love Twitter and love learning everything about it and then turning around and sharing that with other people. So I teach a lot of that and just I just love social media as a whole. So that's my primary focus is just helping people better use social media, but especially Twitter. So what's your why? Why do you care so much? What moves you? That's that's a great question that most people don't ask. My motivation is always all these years been the same. I love helping people. Like I really just love helping and just sharing the knowledge that I pick up. So I'm always reading. I'm a constant learner. Like I I feel like we can never know enough of anything. So I'm always reading and learning and then take what I learn and apply it in the real world. When I, I read about new things with Twitter, I'll turn around and go do it and then show people say, hey, did you know you could do this? Did you know you could do that? And it just makes me happy to share my knowledge with other people. Well, I have to say what's drawn me why I'm such a follower of you and encourage others to as well after listening today, especially anyone who doesn't know you, if that's possible. But it's the fact that you are giving, giving so much value, dropping gems all the time. And there's never that feeling like I'm being sold to. And so I strive for my listeners and people who follow me to feel that same way, which is why I I admire what you do on such a great scale. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, I think when your mentality is of giving with what you do, that it comes back many times over. I've always believed that ever since I turned into an entrepreneur in 1996, and it's never failed me. So before we get on to some of the basic principles of doing CX right, tell the audience what's one thing that many people don't know about you, personally or professionally? I think, you know, just following me online, I think people pretty much know everything professionally because I'm very 
open and talk about business and all the things that I do. So I'll do, I'll say something more personal. I mean, I get written up in a lot of different articles, especially like top lists, like the top 10 digital marketers for 2021, things like that. And a few years ago, there was one that was written up about me and they'll usually, I can usually tell whether they're just copying and pasting my LinkedIn bio or if they're actually researching and spending the time to learn about me and then writing up something really unique. And so in this instance, they read all about me. They obviously were looking at my social media very carefully and they called me the tattoo-wearing social media evangelist. And I just fell in love with that. I thought that was the coolest thing because I do have a lot of tattoos and I've been doing that slowly over the years, probably in the last 20 years or so. I, I just really just been down this path with it, not even really just, you know, just kind of just doing it to do it because I love body art. And I guess people were starting to take notice of that when they saw me online outside of my profile picture. It's very easy for personal brands and big brands to hide behind their logo or their profile picture. But then when they can see more of you, it's like, oh, there's more to this person than that or more to this company than that. So I thought it was cool that somebody was taking notice of that with the tattoos. And I started getting more tattoos over the last several years to the point where I have a bunch now. So I think the little known fact is that I am currently at 35 tattoos. Wow. So <laughs> kind of interesting. So I really feel like now I've earned that title, Tattoo Wearing Social Media Evangelist. And I asked them, I said, can I use that in my bios? Because I, I love how that's worded. It really says a lot. And they're like, yes, we would be honored. So you'll see that in my bio pretty much everywhere now, because I think that was really cool. A really cool observation. Well, another episode, we'll have to go into the tattoo customer experience. And did they do it right? <laughs> That's oh, I another have stories day. with that. <laughs> yeah, I could tell stories for sure. Yeah, we'll have to go into that. But let's talk about social media and customer experience, because that could be a very long conversation. So I'll try to keep it really, really tight. First of all, what does customer experience mean to you? It means that, you know, there's somebody listening to the customer. Somebody's paying attention. I remember in the early days of Twitter deciding that I'm going to tweet to the big corporation that's not doing their job for me and see what happens. Because, you know, prior to social media and, you know, dot com, having websites and stuff, before the Internet really evolved, you had to call an 800 number for customer service. These days, like, that's so rare, right? But I remember early on, like, let me try tweeting. I was upset at UPS because they did not deliver a package when they said they were supposed to. So I tweeted them. I put dear at UPS, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't think I would, you know, this was so early on with customer service on Twitter wasn't even a thing yet. But I thought I would try because I just, the thought of calling an 800 number and know that I would be sitting on the phone forever Whereas, let me just try a little 140-character tweet back in those 140-character days. And I was pleasantly surprised that they did respond to me. It wasn't quick. I'm sure if I did that today, it would be like within minutes. But I would say probably within a few hours. And it was refreshing. And it's like, wow, this is going to be a game changer for big companies using social media. Not even really thinking yet about how smaller businesses would do this, but just thinking how nice that 
I don't have to go sit on a phone forever calling customer service at a 1-800 number. So I just remember feeling like, wow, what a great experience this was. This was really seamless and enjoyable. And I hope that this takes off. I hope that businesses and brands really see the power of how social media can help with their customer service. And of course, we know now that really did evolve over time. It seemed like the airlines were really quick to adopt that. When you say like, used to be like, you could just sit here and tweet something at an airline and they would reply immediately within seconds, back when most brands were still trying to figure out, should I be on Twitter? Yes. So it's so important you bring this up because as a CX leader, We often will take surveys and make decisions from them. We'll do customer care reps and listen to those conversations and include that as we get to know the voice of the customer. But many times companies miss using social media and ratings and reviews as a really important source of customer feedback. So I love what you said is that we can't ignore social media. And in fact, people are watching what companies do or don't do in terms of responding. Do you agree? Absolutely. I mean, one of the best features on Twitter that I think is highly underutilized is Twitter lists. And I always recommend that you set up a Twitter list, a private Twitter list for your eyes only of your competition. And then every day, Go look at that list and it'll just show tweets of just those profiles you put in there. It's basically a Twitter list is a way to curate your own custom Twitter feed. Because when you go log into Twitter, you're on your home feed, you're just going to see tweets of all the accounts you follow. So this is a way to kind of shortcut and just look at very specific ones. So when you're looking at your competition, you can see what are they doing good and what are they doing that's not so good. And it's a really easy way to keep an eye on how they're doing customer service. All right, audience, that was a gem that Madeline just dropped. So create your Twitter list so you can keep an eye on the competition and what they're doing right and when they're ignoring the customer and how are they responding to those pain points. Brilliant. And then if you're using a third-party tool to manage your social media, like say something like Agora Pulse or Hootsuite or TweetDeck, you can put those Twitter lists in there so you can just very easily be in there and see at any moment, like what are the different companies in that list talking about? So it makes it super, super easy to follow. Yes, tools and platforms are our friend. It's just a matter of not getting too overwhelmed by the technology. Exactly. When you are obviously on Twitter and seeing everything that's happening, the trends and the way people are using Twitter, do you find that companies are typically responding to people's posts and complaints in a personalized way or with a canned response? What's your observation? I see a mix of both for sure. It seems like Years back when when this was starting to become a thing, like use social media for your customer support, it was a lot of canned responses. It looked like somebody's just literally copying and pasting from a book of responses. Like, you know, here's a little how-to, you know, just pick and choose the one based on what's going on. And it seemed like over time that started changing. I feel like these days you see more personalized messaging. And what the ones that are doing it right, what they do, they do a couple of things that are really interesting that I think is smart. First of all, you got to respond very, very quickly. You know, we're in a world now where it's like, come on, 
pick it up, you know, do it now. The longer you wait, you know, the more irritated the, the customer could become. And we all know how a customer, if they're upset about something, they'll go tell everybody they're upset. But then when they're happy about something, they don't always tell everybody. So it's really important to keep customers that are upset about something, you know, get them taken care of and do so quickly. So what I'm seeing more of is personalized by putting initials at the end. So you know you're talking to a real person. There's nothing worse than tweeting a big brand and getting a response that feels can. There's no initials on the end. So you're like, okay, I don't even know who I'm talking to. I hope it's a real person. Maybe it's a bot. I don't know. So I think something as small and minor as each customer service person that's working on your social media, I think it's just such a nice added touch to do that. And then use the opportunity to help them and move this over to a private conversation. It doesn't have to stay public the entire time. If somebody tweets the company publicly, hey, at UPS, like what I did, and, you know, I'm upset. My package didn't arrive like you said it would. You know, it's all in that delivery from the company and that they should, you know, have great trained professionals that know how to diffuse situations and show that they're quick to respond and show that they care because that's all public. And then say, hey, I would love to move this over to a private conversation. Here's our DM and I need your account number or email or whatever. And then, you know, the company heard you and now they want to fix this this situation very quickly and move it all, you know, offline. So I like when I see that and I see that more and more now. I bet you're going to watch for it even more <laughs> from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I also think when you talked about training, that there has to be training for consistency. I get so frustrated when I get a response from a Twitter, even private message, and then I get an email from someone else, so now a different channel, and they said two completely different responses. Mm, Right. Companies have to train all of their communicators wherever they sit, whatever channel, and I do agree that giving customers a choice of how they want to communicate, whether it's social media, through their website, an 800 number, online chat, whatever it is, there's got to be the consistency, never mind the response time considerations. Absolutely. So important. Little things matter you know, to for the overall picture of good customer support. So it really mm-hmm. pays to just Think of every little thing you can do to make them happy. Yes. So now we know when it comes to making people feel happy, and that's the internal training, it's the internal communication. It does start at the top. Culture starts at the top. What's your views on leadership? What's some of the best advice that you have either received or that you give others? Well, just like I said before, listening is so incredibly important. You have to have your ears open and be listening. Many times it's better to listen before you speak. You know, too many times on social media, it's easy for brands to just get out there and just talk, talk, talk. But are they really listening to their customers and addressing all the issues that are bringing to them? Or even if, you know, a customer 
tweets them and says something nice. I mean, it's not always about the negativity. It's also embracing all this nice positive energy coming your way as well and making people feel really appreciated when they take the time to tweet something nice and share it with their community on, on whether it's Twitter or any other social media platform. Yes. And I think some companies also miss the boat in encouraging or permitting, whatever the right word might be, to use their employees as brand advocates. Clearly, it has to be authentic. But I know, like, I love sharing on any social channel when the company is doing something right by me or by others. I love talking about it. Me too. I do the same thing. So it's smart. I mean, that, that is smart customer service right there for sure. Yes. So use your own people, your own promoters, uh, you know, loyal, loyal employees who obviously need to know the right political etiquette things to say, but encourage them, encourage your customers to authentically in a way, brag about the brand, but again, has to be authentic. Always, always. Authenticity is the most important thing, I I think, in customer service. You know, so yeah, for sure. What are there any other tips that you find that people on Twitter are doing their brand marketing, their storytelling, either really well that others can replicate no matter what industry they're in or wrong that we can learn from? Oh, there's so many things. You know, interesting, uh, I host a Twitter chat each week, Twitter Smarter, and yesterday we talked about custom gifts. And everybody loves gifts on social media, especially on Twitter. But a lot of people don't think about making their own that are custom to their brand. And we were getting people thinking in a whole new way with this. And it's such an easy way to get out there and talk in your social media and grab attention without it just being a plain text message, you know, like a plain tweet where you can dress it up with a video or your own custom gift that's, you know, pertains to your branding that, that, you know, stands out from the other tweets. Because let's face it, there's a lot of tweets coming at us day in and day out. A lot of people on Twitter, a lot of activity. So what are things you can do to make your brand tweet stand out? So little things like that can go a long way. So I think custom gifts is something that I, I don't see a lot of brands doing, but I've seen some. And when we were doing the chat yesterday, I saw some really interesting ones. For, I mean, for personal brands like myself, a lot of us are real into doing that. But more corporate type brands, I, I see very few doing it, but I feel like it would be a great strategy to adopt as a way to just stand out even more, let your followers, let your customers, let people get to know the brand more through something as simple as just a custom gift. I love that because I I always talk about humanizing business. And that does. Just something so simple builds a connection and the creativity. It really does. It does. For me as a personal brand, like I'm the brand. So when it's a personal brand, it's just coming up with some fun gestures, like I do a thumbs up, people love that, or where I'm waving hello, just different gestures so that people see more of me, more, behind, you know, like they're seeing behind my profile picture. Because when you see my profile picture, it's just a headshot. And, and when we're conversing with people on Twitter, we're seeing that headshot or that logo. And that's our visual of like, this is who I'm talking to. So 
little things you can do to go beyond that by making fun little videos to using custom gifts. I mean, custom gifts is just a fun little gesture that's three to six seconds long that loops. It's a, they're very easy to make and they're fun to use because then people see that and many times it bumps up your engagement because it's a conversation starter as well. So it is a great way to humanize the brand, be a conversation starter with it and just appeal to more people because it doesn't feel so formal. Because too many times I see brands being so formal on their social media and especially on Twitter. So it's a way to kind of loosen up, but still be professional. Like we don't want to take away being professional ever, but there are other things you can do to humanize the brand. Humanize it and bring the fun back. That's what I think as you're saying. And that's so important, especially now. More than ever, we need fun. For people who want to create a gift, what tool do you recommend or how do you do it? You know, there's a YouTube video that where I learned how to do it. One of my really good friends, uh, Justin Brown, he has a company called Primal Video. And all these free videos on his YouTube channel teaching you how to do everything with YouTube marketing. So a few years ago, he made this video showing how with your phone and the Giphy app, and Giphy is like the big platform where all, all the you know, regular, when you're on Twitter and you, you're doing all different fun gifts, like that's where they, they're all housed at is through Giphy, G-I-P-H-Y. And so it's a free app you can have on your phone, the Giphy app, and then you just make little videos on your phone, pop it into the app, and it will convert into a GIF. You can put some text, so you can, you know, put like hi or other words in there, depending on what kind of movement you're doing. They're very easy to make. So for those listening, I recommend you try this tactic to bring the element of creativity and personalization and fun while you're servicing customers. It doesn't have to be dry. It doesn't have to be old fashioned. And I know that if I got that from from a brand and I'm really angry with that brand, they messed up, I'm going to be more forgiving. I'm going to be more tolerant just by something so small. Isn't it amazing? Like something as small as that can change the entire landscape. Definitely. So this is a wonderful, another great tip. Before we get to the end, I have two questions. One is, if you could go back to your younger self, let's say 20, based on what you know now, what would you tell the younger you then? Oh, wow. Well, when I was 20, I had no idea like things would turn out the way they did. And being an entrepreneur, I was not one of those entrepreneurial types when you hear about like the Gary Vaynerchuks of the world. Yeah, I was at a lemonade stand when I was 10 years old and selling this as a teenager. I was not one of those kind of kids. So I would have never in a million years thought I would be an entrepreneur and doing my own businesses and just doing my own thing like this. But I love it. Gosh, I would probably just say just keep going and don't give up and just keep, you know, eye on the prize because it's there. If you work hard enough, you will succeed. You know, have goals is so important. And it really worked so well for me, just always just moving forward. When I look back over my journey as an entrepreneur, it was just always a steady moving forward, not up and down, up and down, up and down, just by, you know, always having a plan, always having goals and just keeping at it. So I would just tell myself like, just do it. Just keep going for it. Things work out. But clearly you're also really agile because you had a plan, you had a goal, but who knew 
what technology was going to bring. We still don't even know. It's, right. it's right faster than, you know, speed of light. Like, so I think that it's great advice to have a plan, but also be adaptable and know that you're going to make detours. Yes. You have to be able to pivot. I, I've pivoted so many times in the last 25 years being an entrepreneur. When I first started off 25 years ago, I was a web designer, and that was back in the very early days. It was like, I live in Houston, Texas, fourth largest city in the country, and there were only three of us that were the web designers in Houston. Like, it was such a new thing. And so I started very early on with that. And then I also, at the same time, started an online community for female musicians because I just saw, like, the Internet, this new thing called the Internet. I feel like there's a power here to connect people worldwide. And I was certainly right. And so that's how I first started in digital marketing was through those two avenues. And then I pivoted and moved around along the way doing different things within all of that. And But here I am today just really hyper-focused on social media because when I got involved in social media about uh, 15 or 16 years ago, I'm like, this is where things are going now. Social media is going to be such a game changer. But also, I'm not afraid to like, okay, I might pivot again in a year or two, you know, because you're right. Technology is constantly evolving, and I love technology. And I love when there's new things like this year, 2021 is all about social audio. That's the, you know, clubhouse and Twitter spaces and you know, I, I'm just always all over that and jumping into whatever's the new thing. Oh, I wish we had time to talk about that because I jumped on that bandwagon, especially during COVID when we all needed connections. So it came at the right time. And I believe that the audio platform that will win in the end is the one that has the best user experience, the best customer experience. Absolutely. Hundred percent. And it's so interesting watching how they're pivoting and trying to make the experience better for everyone. And it's I've been really fascinated watching that because when both when both I think of the two biggest right now, which is Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces, and initially neither one of them are very uh customer friendly, not not very easy to use uh program, but they're both making strides and it just gets better and better every day. I agree. Well, that's another topic, another day. But last question, if I had many leaders, CEOs in my room right now, and it could be entrepreneur, you know, small business, large corporations, what would you want them to know about leveraging social media, Twitter, community building, and how it relates to customer experience? Okay. Well, Community building is so important, I I feel, in social media. And what I think is the best thing you can do when building community on there is to pass the mic. Don't hog the mic. Pass the mic. Let other people have a voice through your platform. You know, it's just being on Twitter or being on Instagram, doing stories. You know, user-generated content is so awesome as well, letting people speak through your business, being your your biggest advocates with, you know, people love to make videos saying great things about your business and, and giving them that opportunity to be shared through your community is huge. So I'm a big fan of that. And I, I think that's one of the best things that can be done today. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. And 
I want to give a bragging moment. Where can people find you? Because you have so much content and information to learn. Where Share with the audience where to go. Yeah, well, since I have an unusual name, Madeline Sklar, I'm very easy to find everywhere. So my website is madelinesklar.com. I have blog on there where every week I put out a new article. Most of them are Twitter tips types of articles. And I do the occasional other social media like Instagram and Facebook and stuff, but always good, helpful information each week. Also, uh, always best to come join me on Twitter, send me a DM and say hello. And if you're ever like wondering what are some great strategies on Twitter, just watch my feed and, and watch the kind of content I put out and how I put myself out there. I think you can learn a lot from watching people that do Twitter well and even other social media platforms well. You know, keep tabs on them because you can always get great ideas that can help you and your business. I love it. And I'll share your links in our show notes so it's easy to find you. Well, thank you again. And thank you to the listeners for being here and keep on doing CX Right. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lessons shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacey Sherman, Doing CX Right.